Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back again with my girl, Nikki, who's back from Cali. I know. I'm so excited to see you. It has felt very strange not talking to you for like a week. Are you jet lagged? Um, not really. I'm okay now. I was like more waking up hella early on the West Coast and Logan was making me work out at like 6 a.m. So, oh, yeah, no, no, thanks. No, thank you. And every time I go to Cali, I feel like I'm like jet lagged for a week afterwards. It takes me forever to like get back in the routine. Yeah, I weirdly like normally I'm the same way, but I got back last night and I just crashed so hard, like coming down from all the work and the long days and the everything. So I actually slept all right. So I think I'm back. I think I'm back on East Coast time All right, good. for now. That was your first time at the ranch though, right? Um, yeah, 2020 CrossFit Games was my first time at the ranch. I got to go there for phase one a few weeks ago, but um, this was my first time like watching anyone compete there. Because for phase one, we were there, but we like basically set up a studio inside of the building itself. So this is my first time like up on the hills and like getting dusty as fuck. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like I seriously got back on day one when we like started at the ranch and then went, you know, got back to Morgan Hill afterwards. The production guys were like, um do you have like a change of clothes or <laughs> like, can you clean yourself up before right. you go back on the air, please? You're dusty and gross. That's mm. funny. You could have just jumped in the pool with Matt and the boys while they were swimming their laps. It would have been great. Thought about it. Thought about it. There was a, a warm up pool behind them. So I was like, yeah, I'll just go take a quick dip and all my clothes. Well, let's talk. Let, let's talk about the games. They were yeah. pretty spectacular. I thought pretty good. Wild. Wild. I'm so thrilled with like how everything went like from a broadcast perspective obviously but also just as a fan I was like so into it do I I feel like I need to start with like an apology or at least a not an apology I don't apologize for anything I said about stage one (laughs) not at all like I I everything I said all those nasty memes I made all that fun (laughs) I made I stand behind it 100% but I will say A shout out to the mountaintops. This production was fantastic. Top Yay! to bottom. Top oh, to that, bottom. Like, warms my entire heart. No, I don't think anyone should uh, take it back if they were unhappy with phase one. I think that feedback really helped shape where we landed. I mean, to a point, we always knew we were going to do, you know, whatever we did, like video recap, basically, which was phase one. And we always knew that phase two was going to be live broadcast. But certainly the pressure was on to get it right. So I'm glad that we could glean insight from people who were, you know, reasonably upset and figure out what it was that they wanted and and figure out how to do that so that everyone liked the coverage. I would go as far as to say this was every bit as good as coverage of any regionals, any prior games, if not better than most. Yeah, to me, it was our best, our best shows, like despite the craziness of 2020 and what it took to get here and there's only 10 athletes and like I don't think that there should be any asterisks on this year period but like if people are going to throw them our way like I still think these were some of our best shows and we were on network that was so cool like how many people do you think randomly caught us on CBS on Saturday and they were like CrossFit there's like one of those gyms around the corner from my house like Maybe I should check it out. I don't know. Well, yeah, let's talk about that. I thought, um, you know, I, I was a little skeptical going into the CBS only because of what the events were. 
thinking that, all right, like, you know, they're just going to do a couplet and it's going to be toes to bar and lunges and people are going to be like, Hey, what the heck is that? B it kind of looks boring. Like, you know, it's just not yeah, like a, yeah. not a, in a short, like, how am I going to get a good workout in 10 minutes? Like, you know, I kind of had some of that thought, but what I thought they pulled off really, really well, I thought um, through the whole thing, they were playing updates of the previous day. So mm-hmm. it gave you kind of a better vision of what all the athletes were doing, which I thought was really cool. But for me, the highlight was the, were the commercials they kept playing. So they kept, you know, kept playing all the, you know, CrossFit is commercials. And the, the, the one that really kind of got me tickled was uh, CrossFit make me bulky. And it was all these women, you know, <laughs> talking about CrossFit. Cause I make that joke a lot. Like, cause you hear that all the time from, yep. you know, from, I hear it all the time from women who aren't CrossFitters. Like, I don't want to do it. Cause it make me bulky. I'm like, okay, go do some. Stir- <laughs> all do, right, yeah. Karen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not going to happen, but um I thought that was really uh, clever and smart. And then the other commercials that they were playing, I thought showed a wide range of diversity and inclusion and, and really, you know, told the story of CrossFit. You had uh, Chuck Carswell was yep. on one of them. Like his was so good. Like I'm watching it, like going, I might, I might start cheering up. Oh, <laughs> like, it, that one you know? made me misty for yeah. sure. Yeah. And if you haven't seen any of these, a lot of them are on the CrossFit um, YouTube page. So they're worth looking up. Like Chuck Carswell was about the Atlanta youth program and sort of, you know, like what led into the scholarship program. And if you miss any of those, it's worth watching those stories on the, on the YouTube. Yeah. So I, I was just, you know, as an observer was uh, really impressed that they actually took the time to to build the brand. Like this isn't mm-hmm. just going to be a competition. This is going to be, Hey, we want to draw people into what we're doing. And from that aspect, I thought it was really successful, especially considering like kind of the time, you know, I'm just thinking like from when new guy, Eric took over till today, it's really not that long when you think right. about it. And especially since, you know, the purchase actually went through, it really isn't that long. So to be able to pull that off in that short amount of time and execute on it um, in spite of the crappy stage one, uh, mm-hmm. I thought was really, really good. So I was, I was super stoked about that. Uh, do you want to, do you want to get real jealous for a second? Yeah. Give it up. I got to hang out with new guy, Eric. Did you, did you, did you, uh-huh. tell, did you tell him you look like me? <laughs> I was like, Hey, are you John? Wait. Oh, sorry. Eric. Yeah. Right. Eric. Um, no, he was great. I can't even tell you like personable and just regular down to earth, like normal dude, no chip on his shoulder, like no anything. And I, I just liked hanging out with him. I just liked having him around. And after every insane, stupid, crazy workout that the elite athletes did, he went. And Very I'll tell cool. you something, he's fit as fuck. I've, I've heard that. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, obviously, like what his background is in CrossFit, but like to this day, he looks like he could qualify in the uh, like age group qualifier. I want to take him on head to head. Bald guy versus bald guy. Ooh. You have to go RX to take him on. I don't know about that. I don't have to do anything. (laughs) Don't tell me what to do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, that's very cool. That was cool. It was really neat having him on site. Yeah. I saw some video of him doing the workouts and like a true CrossFitter, he had a shirt off flexing on how yep. ripped he is. So good for him. Totally. But it was just neat to be like, that's our CEO. Like that's the guy at the head of our company. We've never really had that vibe before. And there were points in time when we wrapped everything um, after Atalanta, we had like a P 
pizza and beer party, whatever quote unquote party, there's not a lot of people around, but like the athletes were th- that were finished and their coaches got to come to the ranch and their like plus ones got to come for the first time. Cause the ranch was very like skeleton crew. Um, and our production people, obviously who were at the ranch on site were done. So we were outdoor socially distanced pizza and beer. And, um, he was doing doing like half Atlanta or or modified or something with Heber and Marston. And I just remember looking over, I was standing with uh, Danielle Brandon, who was on the demo team. And I was just like, that's our fucking CEO, like (laughs) crushing this workout while I'm stuffing my face with pepperoni pizza and drinking beer. That's the way to do it. Somebody, uh, somebody sent me a. People just send me memes during games week. They always do. Like I, I kind of love games week because I, I put in a lot of effort for the record, a lot of effort, but people also <laughs> send me a lot of stuff, you know, yep. and, and I use a pretty decent amount of it. Cause you know, I, I firmly believe everybody can be funny once. Right. <laughs> and I usually get their best stuff. So I love that. And somebody sent me, you know, like a real popular format right now is uh, where it began, you know, or where it started, where it is now. Yep. <laughs> somebody sent me one where it began. It was a picture of Greg and it was the worst photo of Greg ever. Oh. Like just you know, he just at his worst and then, you know, where it is now. And it was new guy, Eric shirt off ripped, like looking, I'm like, <laughs> it was so, it was funny to look at like, but I'm like, I'm not going to be mean to Greg. Like, no, it's just, it's no not fair. Like Greg started this. I'm not going to pick on the guy, but it was a really, it was really funny. I'll give him Wild. Well, I'm going to reach back out to him and see if we can, if you're listening, new guy, Eric and company, we want you on the show. See hey, if we can I, make that happen. I, I send him all kind of make pods great against stuff. I should, I meant to send you a text and tell you to ask him if he got it. Wait, to, did you send him the guitar strap? I did. <gasps> I'm very I thoughtful. Ask. Yeah. Oh for those God. that wonder what that is. So new guy, Eric is a guitarist, just like me. So I, if he has, he won't hear this before he sees it, if he ever sees it, but I got him a <laughs> guitar strap that says CrossFit CEO on it. And it looks really cool. And uh, yeah, I sent it to his gym and wherever it is in Colorado. Sanitas, yeah. is that what it is? CrossFit Sanitas. Yeah. So, I'm going to ask him about that. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Since you guys are on, you know, first name Since, basis. Yeah. I was going to just text him yeah. and be like, bro. No, I just will email him back. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see it in three months because yeah. he's the busiest man on the planet right now. There you go. Well, tell me about your experience. So what was it like? Man, it was just awesome. Like TV production is always stressful. And I am always, I bug out so hard when I'm on the floor. I know it sounds stupid to say out loud because I've been doing it for a while and I was in TV production for a while and we have this podcast every week, but like the imposter syndrome is so real for me. Every single time I get out onto the floor, I'm like, do I suck at this? (laughs) Like, I might say something really stupid. Like, do people hate me when they see me on the TV? Like all these sort of like thoughts run through my mind, but I don't know what happens when the mic is on and there's an athlete next to me. And I'm genuinely curious the way any fan would be about what the hell just happened. It all uh, melts away. So, you know, it was stressful in in its own way, just because it's work and we all want it to be perfect and we want it to do really well, but it was awesome being out there. The vibe was really cool. The, the atmosphere was so unique. And I'll tell you what, like, tell me your opinion as well, but like, I, I obviously like love the hype of the stadiums and the people and the crowds and music's going and it's like, it's a mood and I like it. I've always liked it. It's exciting. It like fires me up, but something about this year's competition, like the quiet and the seriousness and like 
the intimacy of having just a few athletes out there and being able to hear them breathing and being able to hear their coaches. I was so dialed in, like as a fan, I was so here for it in a completely different way. And neither one was better or worse, but like, I was just like a friggin' hawk, like my eyes on the prize, like watching these people lift on the pl- five platforms out there, are like, you know, watching them run up a hill, like via helicopter cam is like, it could have been so boring. And I was glued to the program monitor. What did you think? Yeah, it was the same watching at home at times. I mean, there were, there's upsides and downsides to the number of competitors that you had based on whatever the event was the upside um, of having no spectators doing it on TV and small competition is the events went really quick, mm-hmm. which I really like. Like I should too. Uh, like, <laughs> you don't have four heats of everything. <laughs> yeah. That's the point. Like I said that to Megan, Megan and I were watching it together and she's like, wow, that was really quick. And I, I'm like, yeah, I know. I'd like, I, I don't like spectating when it's like four or five heats and you got to watch all these people to have no chance of winning. Yeah. Like, you ever, never watch early heats. Never. I hate that shit. Hate it. And, um, so from that aspect, it was really cool. Some of the events were anticlimactic, even though they were fun to watch. So like um, the snatch ladder, like it kind of had a sense who was going to be at the end of that to begin with. Cause you, you, you have stats on everybody, like, or at least those of us that follow enough. So like I had a pretty good idea on that one, what it was going to look like. It shaped up exactly like I thought it would. It was still fun to watch, Yeah, but but it, like I was sitting there, like kind of missing getting to see Amanda Barnhart, or sure, or I, I know what you mean. You but know, like, like, but the snatch ladder was so exciting in its own right because, well, first of all, Jeff Adler called Matt out the day before, and he was like, "I'm gonna fucking win the snatch ladder." Good luck. Like he was like, "I won the total, and I'm gonna snatch more than you too." So like that right. was like fun to like witness. And then when it was like almost about to happen, and then it didn't happen. And then him and I think it was him and Sam Quant both missed in the end. And it was just like, oh, my God, who can recover faster? I was like literally biting my nails. I was like, oh, my God, what's about to happen? I don't know. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. It was still fun to watch. It was just like there were some of those events like that one and um, uh, the the sprint sled sprint. Right. It was so fast. And mm. because there was literally a heat of men and a heat of women, like as a spectator, it took two minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. And like even my daughter who doesn't follow CrossFit events, she goes, we waited two hours for that. <laughs> That's exactly what she said to me. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm like, yeah, spoken like every woman in my entire life. Oh, um, well, I know it was, uh, that part was interesting. I thought, but I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it almost made me wish like future games where they had some of it that was TV only. Like I, I enjoyed watching like that trail run was a great example of one that like, you, could, you couldn't really get the drama and the intensity of that trail run if that had been done with spectators on site. You just can't get it. Totally. Like, you, you know, you would have missed that whole turnaround portion where Matt's like, yeah, okay, buddy, and gives him the finger. And, and Justin's like, all right, here we go again. And they take off running. Mm-hmm. You, know, was, mm-hmm. you would have missed all that live. So there are trade-offs. I, I loved what it was. You know, like yeah. whether they ever do anything like this again, I don't know, but you know, considering we're getting very little sports right now in any capacity, I thought it was as well put together as any sporting event on TV. Same. I was really proud, like, to be a CrossFitter during these broadcasts because 
I just feel like what we pulled off and not just like we, the broadcast, like as an entire community, anyone who watched, anyone who tuned in, anyone who like wanted this to happen still, what we pulled off as a community is so representative of who we are. We don't quit. Like, because it's hard is not ever a reason for us to quit. There could have been lots of reasons. There could have been like, we just got a new CEO and we don't have our legs under us. It's it's too expensive. Or we don't think we can pull it off safely because of COVID. Like there are all sorts of reasons to not pull something like this off because it's hard is not one of them. Except and that's, the I think bike. something, right. That's a very yes, good reason. Very good reason anything. to quit with the very, Yeah. Um, but like, we are those people, like we have never said, I'm going to not do this because it's hard. So it just made me really proud to be a part of this community to say like, it's not the same as every other year. It's different. It's smaller, but we're going to lean into how small it is to make it a test of the fittest on earth shuttling people around, like having multiple locations. Like we never could have done that with hundreds of athletes, like going back to the ranch in and of itself. I'm not sure we could have done with hundreds of athletes. And I feel like the ranch at this point, given the way that all of the, uh, all of the, Oh my God, there's a spider on my desk. Burn the house down. Oh my God. Hold on. What am I going to do? Hold. There's a, Oh, it's, it's in this flower somewhere cut all this out of the show i'm just gonna move this whole thing no i'm gonna leave it all in and (laughs) wait for you to start screaming and no it's not like that one time i had to mute myself yeah mad had to come in mad had to come in yes i remember that (laughs) okay anyway i was just gonna say the way we looked at all the events and the way that the programming worked i think to me the way it shook out was like the ranch is sort of like the ultimate proving grounds for the fittest. Like those events were the hardest mentally, physically with variables. Like, so I just feel like, I feel like we leaned into what we have playing the hand we were dealt in a way that made me just proud to be like, yeah, yeah, CrossFitter, this is what we do. This is how we roll. Yeah. I thought it was very cool. Um, I didn't have a lot of complaints or critiques. I mean, I, you know, Steph and I, when we were doing our Instagram live stuff, we talked about this some, like I thought the programming was really good. Uh, I thought it was a little run heavy, a little bit. And like, when you really calculate it out, they did over, they did like 10 miles of running in three days, which is a lot. So Mm. felt a little, I don't want to say excessive, but it's just a lot of running, especially for CrossFitters. Um, I thought the last workout was, it was funny to me. Um, I don't know if Dave will ever hear this or somebody will tell him I, I said on Instagram live, he's just petty as fuck. And here's what I meant by that. There's been two workouts in the time he's been programming CrossFit games that he's been highly criticized. The first one was Murph when he nearly killed Annie Thor's daughter and everybody else. And the second one was Mary uh, a year ago when um, on the buttery bros documentary, Vellner himself goes, Mary was not a good test of fitness during the games. So what does he do this year? He's like, I'm going to program Murph and Mary, put them together and I'm going to murder somebody with it. (laughs) And that's what he did. (laughs) Absolutely what he did. And you can't, you will never convince me otherwise that he didn't program that as a big (laughs) F you to everyone that criticized him, that I'm going to program something really hard at the end. And to his credit, it was really fun to watch. It was really fun to watch. I'm just hopeful that nobody out there is trying to do this no, as prescribed no. And, and you know they are but 
you know, I can just see like some random CrossFitter giving themselves rhabdo because they think they can go do 200 pistols and 300 pull-ups. Uh, no. And we, we tried to make it very clear on the broadcast because obviously we have insight from Justin Berg and from Dave and whatever, when we're talking about, you know, uh, these events, we've asked them the questions that everyone has, like, how'd you get here? Why'd you think about this? And they made it very clear that this was, this is a top shelf workout. Like Atlanta is not something that any of us should ever go out and do. I think we, we like wanted to have like, do not try this at home. Like the jackass intro. <laughs> like yeah, we will not should, accept or repost your submissions of you doing this because it's not for you. Um, and I think that to me, that's not Dave being petty to me. That's Dave continuously raising the bar because if you look back at what used to happen at games, like everything has been too hard for us at some point or other. The year one, no one could do a pegboard. Year one of Murph was really hard for athletes. Year two was not. Do you know what I mean? Like when you look back at the original CrossFit games, like women couldn't snatch 95 pounds. And now that's like a joke. Yeah, no, I get that. I'm just saying it, was, it just happened to be the two workouts they got criticized for. <laughs> Come on. I get it. You know, spoken like a true reporter that wants to get invited back. I understand. <laughs> Please invite me back. No, but to me, it makes sense. And to me, you know what? Even if he is doing it as like a big F you to everyone, like I almost, I almost am like, good yeah i'm okay like, with it go, don't get me go wrong and criticize him again i want to see what else he comes up with because like realistically i don't know it's just part of what makes the athletes great is him coming up with the shit and everyone being like oh i need to know how to pegboard now right do you know what i mean yeah. so i don't know i'm like i'm kind of like be evil make it harder like i want to see what everyone's capable of yeah i didn't look i didn't think it was a bad test i just i just thought the workout itself was a little petty but it was certainly in line with what <laughs> what games athletes can do like it, you know it wasn't, yeah i wasn't super they all survived it they all did just fine my only the only other part that was really interesting to me this isn't a complaint or a critique or anything other than what it is is that in the smaller field, the disappointment for the athletes I felt was, was higher. And I mm -hmm. felt like the experience for spectators led to harsher criticism. Like I kept hearing people say things like Noah shit the bed. And I'm like, Noah's fifth in the world. People I know. like, I know. like <laughs> you know, like, like, and that's, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, and I felt like the athletes, even like I, you know, I looked at Brooke and Haley at the end that were both you could tell devastated they didn't make the yeah. podium. And I'm like, you both finished higher than you ever have before. And it's no, you know, no consolation coming from an old guy like me, but I'm sure it felt the weight of it. I'm sure was harsher knowing you were so close, like in a big competition with 30 people, or even if there had been 10, like there was a year ago, like getting to the podium feels different. It's feels different as a spectator. Like you yeah. got past seven people to get there. You're like, Oh my God. But when you're only competing in a group of five over three days, it's, it had to feel like the prize is within my grasp. And then when it's pulled away on, in this case for all of them, quite literally in the last workout, yep, it's really heartbreaking. And so I, I yeah. think from that aspect that, you know, as a spectator, like I'm like, I don't know Brooke at all. And I'm sitting there going, like watching her cry going, Oh my God, I feel so bad for her. And I don't I know. know her, you know? And then Haley's like, you know, we know Haley and I'm like, Oh my yeah. God, I'm going to cry. This is like my kid. Like, I feel so bad, you know? So. 
Yeah, the emotion was palpable. Um, and I, I love hate that. Like, I, I hate it because I just feel bad for them, like you said. Um, and I love it because what an intimate look into some of the fittest, most famous athletes that we <laughs> worship. Yeah. Like, what, uh, how lucky are we that we were given the opportunity to like see that coming from them? To be like, wow, I'm I'm so thrilled to see how you handle this and how you use it to get fitter and get better. And, you know, I know Haley's like, cool, when can I train again? Like, right. I was sad yesterday, and today I'm ready to murder this workout. Let's go. Like, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, she's um, tough as nails, that one. I mean, she, like, shreds yeah. her hands, and she just keeps on chugging. It's crazy. Oh, my God. It, it did not – TV did not – properly show oh, I saw what the happened I, to her yeah. hands. I saw the photos. She posted them. They were disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Like, and I, I figured they would be like, I've seen people do it to their hands before. And I felt sure she was in that place when at one point she jumped up and grabbed the bar and immediately let go. And you only do that if it feels like someone's just slicing a knife through mm-hmm. your hands. Like mm-hmm. I was like, Oh man, she's in a bad place. Cause there's, there's really no chance that, I mean, that workout was really kind of designed for her you know, running and gymnastics movement, she would, you know, short of an injury, which is what she basically had. She, I would have thought she would have done better, you know? Yeah. And she was in second place for like the whole first half, basically right behind Carrie. Um, it like, it straight up made my butt tingle when I was like sitting there watching it. I was like, Oh, I can see it. It's like dripping down her hand. It's under her thing. She's like wiping it on her legs, on her shorts, like all it's bloods everywhere. And then at one point I watched her lift her, um, hand, strap and put like cover her bloody hand in chalk and i was like like we all know what that is like when you're like i'm desperate and i need to keep going and you like pack your wound with chalk and it hurts so bad oh my god before i forget right now can can we talk about how cute we look in our matching hustle made gear oh my god did you see my story i did (laughs) So for those of you that don't watch this on YouTube and and will only listen, we are both wearing black hustle-made gear that were sent to us by Craig and Jazz from uh, the Craig Ritchie team on YouTube. And they, it's, it's amazing apparel. And I don't know what your shirt's like, but this hoodie I'm wearing is amazing. Um, This shirt is incredible. It's like performance material, half performance material, but half like cozy. So like I kind of want to go work out in it, but I didn't work out in it because I knew I wanted to look cute in it later. Let, let me give this couple like huge props. So they're YouTube famous, right? For lack of a better huge. term. Huge. Yeah. And, and they've built this um, clothing brand, Hustle Made. And every time I go to a, a CrossFit event, I'll text <laughs> them if they're not at it because they're usually at the big ones. But if I happen to be one they're not at, I will text them and say, oh my God, there's like thousand people here in your gear, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just, I started noticing a year ago. And uh, so when they sent this to me, I started looking at like the details, like the hoodie strings on the hoodie strings, like the little metal end says hustle on the end. Oh. Like printed. the only other apparel I have that does that is Lululemon. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, it's like really, really, really cool. Yeah. You know, my, like, I've never had any of their gear before, and the pants that I'm wearing right now fit me like my Fleos, which are my favorite other leggings, and they're soft like my Lulus. And the um, the bras also, they fit me like my Lulu bras, which are the only ones that I wear. And I'm like, oh, suddenly, like, I'm going to find this one as soon as it's 
fresh out of the wash every time. Well, Jess didn't send me a bra, so I can't speak to the bras, but, uh, also, like full transparency, not not sponsored by them. Yeah, Just no, yeah, like no. this was so sweet of them to send well, us gear, and we did not plan this coordination, but we look hella cute. We do look hella cute. We need mm-hmm. we'll have, we'll have them on the show at some point. Like the backstory with uh, Craig and Jazz. So when I first started my page, Craig was one of the first people to pick up on me, one of the very first ones. And uh, I bet I only had, I bet I had a couple thousand followers at the most. And uh, one of my friends texted me and they said, oh, my God, you're on Team Richie. And I'm like, "Okay, I don't know what the hell that is. Say what? Yeah, what is that? And they're like, it's a YouTube channel. And so they sent me the link and I look it up and Craig not only posted one of my memes, but he like straight up did a shout out. Hey, you need to follow this guy. So as soon as I saw it, I flip over to my Instagram page because in those days I wasn't looking at it every 30 seconds. And uh, like the follower count had jumped like a thousand. And just like an hour or so, because they have, you know, I forget how many subscribers they have, but it's, you know, I want to say 300,000 or something. A billion. It's a lot. And YouTube subscribers are far different than Instagram. Like they're way more invested. Yeah. They actually want to be there. (laughs) They actually want to watch you with time and effort. Yeah, exactly. And uh, anyway, so, and he did that multiple times. Like, so I, I owe a lot of, um, like kind of the kickoff to the page and like how it got started and how I started picking up followers. And, you know, I owe a lot to them in that regard. And then he's been kind of an invaluable wealth of um, just discussion with me over the last couple of years of just like how to grow the page. Like he said to me once, he's like, like, what do you want to get to pick your number and you'll get there. And I didn't really understand it at the time, but I did it. And he's right. Like once you can visualize something, you start working toward that, you know, and I did. And oh. like, he's just given me a lot of good advice, like from a yeah. social media standpoint, you know, what to do, what not to do. <laughs> Let's get them on the show. Yes. Let's do this with them. Then we can all wear hustle care at the same <gasps> time. That'd I would fun. love that. I'm totally addicted. It, it, to be honest, like I just need, I need a mood. Like I'm either like in a big, colorful, like traditional CrossFit mood, or I'm in like a really like sleek, clean branding mood. And I put them in the same category as like noble and wit where like, I'm very attracted to that particular aesthetic. Cause it's just like clean made well, good amount of branding. And yeah, I like it. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's great. Anyway. All right. Back to CrossFit. Anyway, back to CrossFit. Um, uh, what was your favorite event? Oh, let me see. Let me, let me think them through real quick. So okay. I loved, I loved the trail run because it was fun to watch. Yeah. And I particularly loved the kind of the surprise at the middle. And then I really love seeing people's faces when Matt and Justin turned around and ran past them. That mm-hmm. part was like particularly fun. Um, I liked, I mean, I, I'm, it's going to be weird to say I liked it all. There were some things I liked less than others, but I love the traditional CrossFit stuff. Like I love the couplets, the toes to bar and the, and the, lunges in, in the very first workout the throwback to 2007 like those are very traditional crossfit yeah. style workouts those are fun for me to watch because you see those happen in the gym i knew i'd have to do those at my own gym you know probably this week we've already 100%, done one hundred percent yeah we've already done one um, oh which one did you do uh the 2007 i actually did it here at home did you do the same weights <laughs> yeah, I did two. I did two thirty-five, Nikki. Yes. <laughs> hey, you are fit as hell. So, um, 
No, I didn't even come close. I did. Um, what did I do? I we I did the we did the original. So we did a thousand meter row, and then fourteen pull ups, seven push jerks, and um, I did them at one fifteen. They programmed at one thirty five. I did them at one fifteen. Because uh, again, like I always try to like. I kind of know what I'm capable of. I probably could have done 135 in hindsight, but I was, I wanted to stay within the time domain that the yeah, yeah, athletes did it within. I didn't want to take 20 minutes. I wanted to take 13 or less and it did, you know? So, um, so I like those two. Um, the two that were odd to me, I enjoyed watching them, but they were odd was um, the bike. Bike repeater. Bike repeater was a little weird. It had fun. It was fun to watch, though. But yeah, was, I loved it, was, it. It was a little weird. Um, oh, I loved it. And the sprint, sled sprint, was just so fast. You know, like, and with only two heats, you're just like, that's it. Okay, on to the next thing. You know, it was just, yeah. But, but I loved the finish. Like, it was, again, <sighs> fun to watch because you had a photo finish, but totally just really quick. Yeah. Um, Four tenths of a second, I think. Yeah. Oh, it was. Oh, it's wild. Um, what about you? What were your favorites? I think my ultimate favorite was the trail run. Um, because I knew about the secret and I felt like I felt my heart like beating so hard in my chest, like about to explode as all the athletes were running the first leg. Like I couldn't contain myself. I was just like, they don't know what's coming. Oh my God. Like I just, it was it was an emotional roller coaster for right. me. And it's still, you know, when they turn around and I don't know if you could hear Dave on the podcast, but like, you know, Matt didn't believe him at first. And he just kind of like hunkered down for like a hot second, went to catch his breath. And Justin just turned around and kept going. And Matt's looking at him for like a half second, like, what the hell's going on? And Dave turned around and he was like, go you're losing right now yeah I, yeah we could hear him he's like no i'm serious matt you gotta go <laughs> like you're losing the race right now yeah. justin is in front of you right now um and so i think that was just like figuring out how the athletes were going to handle that mentally and watching it unfold was my absolute favorite part of the entire weekend because we've never seen anything like that we have pushed everyone to the brink physically and, and seeing what their bodies are capable of and what their minds are capable of when their bodies don't give out. This was different. This was all mental. It had no problem physically continuing to run. And it was wild. I was like, whoop, CrossFit Games 2020, giving me goosebumps. Mm. Oh, I've done enough trail runs to know that was a brutal twist. Oh. Funny thing is somebody texted me. I think I sent you a message, but I definitely, I got through to Sean they left the audio stream open on one oh of the God, channels. You definitely texted me about that. Yeah. So a follower, like I, I, people love just sending me shit. They love it. And I, this is one of my favorite parts of the page, to be honest. And it's got messages to me. It says, Hey dude, they, the audio stream is open on whatever the other channel was. And we can hear the announcers talking. I'm like, Oh really? What can you hear? <laughs> and he's like, well, I can hear them cursing and you know, <laughs> that sounds right. Sounds and right. you know, they're talking, they're like, you know, people do when they're together and uh, he goes, and they said that it's uh they're going to announce it as a three mile trail run, but it's really 2.6 miles. And they're just going to round up, you know, probably due to elevation or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, um, Oh shit. I didn't um, even know that. Yeah. I'm like, so what else? And he's like, you know, it's like, Oh, that's kind of it. So I messaged Sean and I'm like, Hey dude, you guys audios on, you know, quick drop some profanities. He's like, well, what did they, and Sean comes back and goes, what did they hear? 
And that's when I'm like, oh, something's happening. <laughs> like something's mm-hmm. happening. And I told him, he's like, okay, well, that's okay then. That's all they heard. You yeah, know? yeah, because that's, yeah. that's what they had announced. Um, <clears throat> there was one point, this was uh, day three. It was right before um, the sprint event. And my red hat, Drew, came over and he was like, hey, um, they set up like a TV and a PA system in the athlete warm-up area. And your mic's just open all the time. <laughs> I was like, uh, nice. what? <laughs> like, I hope I haven't been talking shit. Like, yeah. how long has it been open? What did they hear? And I had just, <clears throat> just had this conversation with Boz where I was trying to figure out, like, what my pre-event hit was going to be when they came to me on camera. And I'm like, down here, like, what's unique that only I can tell people? Like, let's show people the sled and figure out what's going on here. And I was like, Boz, like, do you think that, what I asked him was, do you think that being pitched forward and having your hands on the sled is going to mess them up, like, muscle memory-wise when they need to switch and start to sprint? Like, are they going to, like, fall on their faces, basically? And he was like, no, I don't think that's going to matter. But I think it is going to really matter where they decide to put their hands on the thing. And so that's, I'm like, great, that's what I'll talk about on the air. And he was like, they need to be low so they can get leverage if they are high they have to stay high otherwise they could pitch it forward and he was like but they really you know like they're athletes and i'm like i mean they should know this already right and he was like oh you said it i didn't say it you said it and then drew came over and he was like yeah your mic's open and i'm like oh it could have been worse <laughs> it could have been, been worse than being like these athletes should fucking know this already but I still know what they're I doing like, i really hope i didn't say anything stupid Oh, wait, can I go back like four conversations real quick? Sure. To people who were like, oh, like Noah shit the bed or like, you know, Brooke really ended up whatever. That is like 100% the meme of like the fat guy on the couch eating Cheetos being like, (laughs) you suck at fitness. Like, don't nobody know. Just no. Well, look, I think um, I understand like people's mindset because I like it's easy to fall into as a spectator watching it on TV. Like you would watch it and it would look like someone was shitting the bed, whether like that very first event, Noah finished fifth. And to his credit, like, I just love that dude to death. For the He's record. so like, awesome. He is He's such amazing. a kind and sweet dude. I'm, I've messaged him a couple of times and, you know, he's clearly disappointed. And, you know, I, one thing I respect the hell out of him for, he's po- right now he's posting kind of his summary of each events. And, mm-hmm. and he posted about the first one, how he you know, was floored that he finished in fifth. On the, you know, he thought he would do better and he finished in fifth and how disappointing that was. And as a spectator watching it, it looked like he shit the bed. Even the, and, but as someone who's done CrossFit for a long time, I'm sitting there going, he's not, I knew he wasn't. But no. when you're only compared against four other people and those four other sure. people are beating you, it just appears that way. It, in, a, in a field of 30, he very likely could have still finished fifth. Oh, <laughs> my know? God. It's, yeah, totally. You know, and I'm sure even for him, it felt that way because he's doing the points. So like, with that point value, like he probably would have been ecstatic with a fifth in the first event of the CrossFit Games. You know, you look at some of his other you know previous years where he like lost his bike pedal that one year. And, it, right. and you know, like it's a lot of stuff that can happen. So. It just like it does have that appearance. So I understand why people would say that. It's just it is incredibly unfair though, because you're still talking about the top five people, you know. And like, y- like you look at the the slowest Atlanta times are like my Murph time, basically. Right. Right. Like <laughs> it probably it probably didn't help that I mean, in all fairness, Justin and Sam 
um, are relative unknowns, not to the people around them, but like they don't have the same, you know, don't carry the same weight of a name True. as Noah Olson, who's been True. at the game several times yeah. and already been on the podium. And, and so I think, um, you know, that was part of it too. Now he's losing to people that they don't know. And so mm-hmm. they think he should, they should easily beat Justin without knowing, you know, the casual observer doesn't know what Justin's capable of. You know? Right. That kind of corrected itself over the course of the three days as people start yeah. to figure out, all right, this Justin kid's pretty fit. You know? Yay. Turns out. Yeah. yeah Sam Quan, totally. not such a bad athlete after all. Oh <laughs> you know? my God. Yeah. And he has like a huge history. He's been coming to the game since like 2016 or something like that. Like yeah, he's no, not a- new. I know, but you know, like the, there's so many people that are just coming in across bit, like, you know, they, they see Frazier and that's kind of all they know. Um, and you know what, for good reason, because I think we witnessed history. I think, that, dude, I think that dude's going to win until he decides to quit winning personally. Like <laughs> he's on an entire another level. It's ridiculous. The dominance, like I can't really make words to describe the dominance of him and Tia. Like uh, the, the guys, I mean, I, they have a lot more, the other broadcasters have a lot more like intrinsic other sports knowledge than I do. I really just do CrossFit and baseball and that's like basically in my whole life. Um, but they were talking about these like other epic moments in history and how like the only other domination, if you will, there's not really a better word for it. Right. Don't make fun of me like that time I said like wetness and everyone was like, oh, you said wetness on TV. <laughs> Right. what happens when you get out of a pool you stay wet the wetness factor happens on the balls it does there was a lot of wetness on the balls so much wetness on all the balls anyway all the balls um like i think they were saying like the only other athlete that dominant like competition over competition year over year event over event was like secretariat <laughs> yeah you could probably Straight up. it it's hard to, you know, people always do the, like the LeBron and, and Jordan comparison, mm-hmm. which I don't think is fair because those are team sports. I think it's more fair to look at individual sports like Tiger Woods, Serena Williams, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Pete Sampras. Like, you you know, there's a whole list of like kind of individual sure. athletes over the years. And I would put his five titles, considering what it takes to win a CrossFit Games, right up there with Tiger Woods' 15 major championships yep. or... Yep. or you know whoever it's totally it really is unreal and the fact that he's what for me what it looked like i hate to keep using tiger woods as the example but the the first year tiger won the masters he was so far out in front of everybody else like it was like he was just playing with them to like they were just a toy to him and that's what it looked like this year with matt like i don't care who you had put out there and i have great respect and love for all these professional athletes but man <laughs> Like, I don't think anybody could have beaten him in any capacity. No way. Nope. You Not know? a single person. No, he's proven it. He's proven it so many times. And Tia too. And I, I love listening to Tia say, like, I know I am the fittest woman on this earth. It is so badass. Like, <laughs> she is unbelievable. And in. I have heard from so many people like, uh, you know, that work behind the scenes and that broadcast with us and that volunteer with us year over year that like their little girls at home, like idolized Tia. 
like have posters of her, like whenever they're like, you know, like they're like FaceTiming, they're like, we're behind the scenes right. at the CrossFit Games. And they like, she can show like, look at that's Tia in the background. Like their little girls go nuts. What she's doing for the next generation of girls growing up, looking at leaders in, in sports, in health, in wellness, in the world is like way beyond just, you know, doing thrusters at 200 right. pounds. It's so cool. Probably my, the thing that I took away from both of them that I really appreciated um, was just kind of the human side of what they did. So like you, when you interviewed Tia a couple of times, she, she has moments where she can be very robotic. And I mean that totally. with respect, like, yeah. like most great athletes, they diagnose what they just did and they try to break it down to you in a way you'll understand, even though you could never do or really understand what they did. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I appreciate that. But then, you know, in the interviews, she would routinely take time, make sure very deliberate time to recognize the team around her, Shane, yes. and, and not just as a coach, but just the people that support her and, and, you know, help her do what she wants to do. And then the same for Matt, like, yes, always, you know, Matt, you know Matt's the most dominant male champion ever. And like kind of the first words out of his mouth were, I can't do this if it weren't for Sammy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And, and mm-hmm. for me, I'm just sitting there going, man, that's like the sweetest, like you think of this guy yeah. as like, he's just out there to kill people. Like it's like a boxer almost like he's just, all he wants to do is destroy you when he works out. And then the, his first thought is, you know, this person I love supports me. And I thought that was really, really cool and sweet and, and human and humble and, and, you know, so many emotions there. So it was really, really cool to see. Did you hear his final um, answer to my like last interview question? Probably. I was like, but what was it? I was like, what do you basically like? What's next? Like, you're always only focused on the task at hand, right. or like, just I'm only looking at the next event. You know, I'm not looking at the whole weekend or anything like that. And I was like, so it's over. Like, you have five titles. Like, what is next to look forward to? And he was so cute. He was like, you know, we don't have return tickets booked. Like him and Sammy are going to just like hang out. And I don't know if it's relax or travel or do whatever. And he was like, you know, have some like big life talks. (laughs) And I was like, wait, does that mean we're going to have little Matt Frazier's running around? Well, we already have little Matt Frazier's running around. Oh, so. <laughs> that's not fair. Yes. I walked into that. I set him up and I didn't was, mean to. It was a softball pitch. Look, if you're, well, going, if you're going to throw him over the plate, Nikki, I'm going to swing at him. I um, don't know what it meant and I didn't want to pry. But in my head, I was like, mm, that'd hey, be cool. That'd be yeah, really cool, man. Look, um, I talked to somebody about this the other day. I mean, I, look, I, I would never tell anybody to or not to have kids. I have to believe they know there's a shelf life on what he's doing. He can't win forever. He can't. Oh, like on CrossFit. I was like, there's a shelf life on having kids. Like no, we're going a, down no, no. a spleen job. No, no, no. <laughs> well, there, there is a shelf there life is, on having kids. But like, I didn't think that's what this was going to be about. <laughs> but they're, they're very young. There's a shelf life for competing. Totally. And what what totally. it takes to win at that level. So I'm sure that's like, if you're going to have the talk, like that's got to be the talk is, sure. you know, like you can't, it, it's hard yeah. to do both. Oh, um, of course. I can't imagine. I mean, I, I selfishly, I want to see him win 10 titles. Like it was I so know, much so fun to watch. I, so do I, I but, I can, but well, we'll see. He's got to do what's best for him. Yeah, I just, I, I loved that answer. And he doesn't always give me a lot. Like he's not, oh, he's a little bit like a, the Bill Belichick of CrossFit. Right. I just did what I had to do and came out here and won. And I thank you very much. He's so polite and I've always appreciated that, but he said it and I was just like, oh, I'm going to take that. There's a little <laughs> create on the end of your hey. win here. 
Nice he's, job. He's earned the right to do anything he wants to do. You know, Accurate. He absolutely. Accurate. Uh, and, you know, there's a little part of me, too, that just loves the fact that, you know, Dave's like, this isn't a guarantee. And then, like, from event one, I'm like, yeah, okay, it's a guarantee. <laughs> like, yeah, like me. It doesn't matter what you program, Dave. He's going to smash it. It's just really kind of this. I know. I loved that anything could have happened, though. I loved that three events in fifth or fourth would have shaken everything up, you know? And I know it didn't, but I loved the possibility. And I loved Matt and Tia asserting their dominance and every position underneath them changing after every single event. Like, I loved it. It kept everything so interesting to me. And, like, I'm sorry, but, like, all y'all who said this was boring because Matt and Tia won, like, I'll keep my profanity to myself. Like, ridiculous. The most ridiculous, like, argument I've ever heard. Yeah, look, you you want to, like, you're watching history happen here with these athletes and what they're capable of. And there is an epic battle happening right behind them. Like, I, there's no way that that's boring. Yeah, you can't please everybody. Like, that's the thing, like... If you you would have had 30 athletes there, people would have bet she didn't have 40. If you did 20, they would have bet she didn't have 30. Like, I would have liked to have seen 10, but I was fine with five. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it was fun to see. The events were good. The programming was great. The venue was spectacular. Like, you know, there's so much good that came out of it. And considering that we could have had nothing, like absolutely nothing, like it was a damn good production, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, no, no complaints other than that. I wasn't there. I mean, that hurt my feelings a little, I did miss guy, Eric, but that's all right. They'll invite me. Never. It's fine. <laughs> totally fine. Well, hopefully someday COVID won't, you know, restrict us so much and we'll be able to have other media outside media, meme media, meme media, meme media. <laughs> I don't know if they're ever going to let meme media in. I don't know. We'll see. They did. They did last year. Well, yeah, but yeah, last year you had old guy running it and he let anybody in. That's true. You know, that's so true. we'll see. I'm not holding my breath to ever get another media pass for them, but truthfully, I don't need it. <laughs> like I don't need a media pass to do what I do. I'm like, you know, my, my real role is within my own little community over here. I don't yeah. need the CrossFit games to make that happen. And Yeah. I feel like you would just, you would come and spectate and people would just like love to have you there. That part would have been fun. I would have loved to have been yeah. there. I loved going to the games last year. But yeah. truth, I was sitting on I was sitting on the couch, not working out, and um, people were sending me stuff. And I was thinking, you know, I'm getting much better content this way than I hmm. would have. So it actually made me think of when and if the games happen again, what I will probably do is buy one of those uh, club seats. We sit up in the tower overlooking the field <laughs> and, and go up there for events and create my content and then go down on the floor amongst the people, amongst the little people. Amongst um, the plebs. Yes. Uh, <laughs> during everything else. Cause I like being around the people, but you can't create anything when you're actually watching the event out in the middle of a stand, you know, right. it's like, right. So from that aspect, it was fun. People would send me stuff. And when you watch it, that's where you see all the crazy shit. Like, um, Oh, homeboy burping, you know. Like oh, that. yeah. So funny. Like that. He straight funny. up was like, I might throw up during this interview. And I was it like, wouldn't have surprised me. And, you know, I... like you get it, you really get to see like your interview with Haley when she's like down on all fours, like a frog position. Oh, like she's about thing. to die. Poor thing. She was just like, can I not? I was like, can we talk? Like you came in second. This is a big deal. And she was just like, can we um sit? Yeah. Can I just sit here? <laughs> Yeah. You know, and, you know, you get to hear like, you know, again, like watching on TV, you get to hear, you know, see Matt give the finger and you get to hear him curse. And like, mm-hmm. these, you can actually see the look on their face. Like that part was 
So Pretty cool. Epic. Yeah, it was so cool. Loved it. Um, public apology. I need to make one Uh-oh. for not making any sack jokes. I know. I know. I'm sorry. You made it up, you made it up with a few ball. Uh, you had a few ball comments, and so that was okay. So sad. I even said to my camera guy, I was like, what's another word for wet? <laughs> like, I don't want to say it, but I'm Moist. trying to say that. No. Moist. He said that too. Sure, I was yeah. like, I need to do some kind of thing. Cause I, again, like I'm always trying to think about like what, what perspective can I bring that the guys in the booth can't bring? Cause they're not down here. Right. They can't see it. So I'm literally watching people get no repped over and over because the ball is slipping out of their hands. Cause it's wet. Cause they're wet. And then in the time that it, they have to stop and like wait for the next round to go back, they're like taking their towels and they're toweling it off because they're wet. This is why they don't never, see that because as yeah. soon as it's over, they cut to highlights. And I'm like, guys, come to me. I'm going to tell you what's happening down here. Everybody's wet. Fuck. Yeah, they they never, never let me interview these guys. They'd be like, oh, your balls are so wet, Matt. You used to drying your balls this way, Matt. Like it's been a great just over and over, just the constant stream of ball jokes. So, yeah, I, I unintentionally made it up on the D-balls. That's all right. We we were okay without the sack jokes. That was a quick race anyway, so it was mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, totally fine. Totally fine. But I'm glad we didn't lose listeners over. No, you did a great job. I thought, uh, thought you were great. Sean was great. Everybody, you know, all the production was really, really good. Um, yeah, big props, man. Big props. Thanks. Loved it. Loved it. I really hope we get to continue you know, onward and upward, expanding our coverage, doing more stuff. I hope CrossFit gets back into open announcements, whatever. I know regionals isn't coming back, but you know, all the sort of sanctioned events, like I hope that, I hope that all that stuff really starts to come so through. And that, what do what do we have coming up? You said we have filthy one fifty still going. Yeah. On? So the last I checked, like I never heard a public cancellation from filthy. But the, when I looked at their Instagram, it said dates TBD. So originally it was going to be in like November. And I don't know what's going on over in Europe as far as COVID and shutdowns go. Um, I don't have a lot of faith that we're going to have a big sanctional next month. But um, um, really, it's the open. The, the open going back to its original time, you know, looking in the late winter, early spring. Open in February. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess, and then that's the request of the listeners is if we've got, you know, we're late October now, so we've got November, December, January, we've got 90 days until the open. So over the next mm-hmm. 90 days, won't you guys message us, let us know what you want to hear, people you want to hear from, guests you would like for us to have on, um, our episodes that we've been sitting on that are about to be released very quickly, <gasps> our uh, Neil Maddox, Josh Bridges, um who am i missing oh uh kelsey kelsey, kelsey keel kelsey keel yeah uh so we'll have those back to back to back and then uh, anybody else you guys would like for us to have on we will certainly uh facilitate to make that happen you know uh, i don't think we'll ever get matt tia or dave on based on the amount of jokes i've made at all their expense recently <laughs> but but <laughs> we can do our best not. We'll we're, gonna tr- we're gonna try to get new guy Eric at some point. So I love so that. We shall see. We shall see. So yeah. So let us know, and then uh, that'll be that. Yeah. All right. Anything else we want to cover tonight? No, I think that's basically it. You guys did a great job. You and Steph did awesome. Thanks for holding down the fort while I was gone. Steph is so much fun, and she's very funny and super knowledgeable about CrossFit, which is uh, not surprising. And every time we do, every time we do those Instagram live, the boys just send little, I told her like on the air one time, I'm like, you know, I love doing this because when we do this together, I get all the little 
little emojis with the heart eyes. And I don't normally get that just for me. So I feel the love. Like I feel like people love me more when she's around. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's all about me, you know? Yeah, of course. She has that effect. She really does. (laughs) I'm like, I didn't realize I had this many male followers, but all of a sudden, all the males that never pay me attention are coming to my live stream. So here we are. Wow. I know. It's all you, man. She did a great job. So I was very proud of her. Yeah, you guys crushed it. Thank you for uh, holding down the fort. Yeah, big fun. And I will have uh, more episodes of Inclusion Rx that just released Yes, I'm addicted. Just released one this week um, that I really loved. And then I've got several more. So we'll have a bunch of those coming out as well. Sweet. That's everything that's on deck. All right, we're good. And then more hustle gear next time we're on. Yes, please. Let's matchy matchy again. (gasps) Okay. I'll send you a bra. Then we can matchy matchy in our bras too. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks for being on as always, Nikki, for everyone listening. Thanks for joining us. We will chat with you guys soon.